with that, welcome to 2020. The boys are back. The boys are back. I mean, do we really want 2020, though? Maybe not. I don't know, man. 2019 looks pretty good, minus the fact that I lost to Kevin. But we'll let you, we'll, we'll bury old hatchets eventually. All right. Well, let's start with the introductions. I'm Nick Weir. I'm Dan I, Weber. And we are here to do something we probably should have done three months ago. Uh, but... We're in the same room, too, so this is going to be one of the more entertaining things. But we do have spatial awareness. Um, there is probably about a four-and-a-half-foot gap between us, but both of us are drinking alcohol. So that we're kind of hedging that foot-and-a-half that say we're good. Yeah. Ish. You know, alcohol could kill all the germs. It's corona. Yeah, exactly. We're good. But, yeah, no, it's nice to be back, man. It, it is nice. I mean, it's. I feel like the right now, just with everything going on in the world, NFL has kind of been a saving grace because it's had all this excitement and free agency some crazy trades yeah and it's there's nothing else going on i i saw, thought i saw something like espn is like talking about airing like competitive marbling or some shit it's cool if you've never watched it online it's a great way that you can go through and bet not that i've watched any of it before or anything like that but uh yeah it's that's a legitimate thing it sounds like a great way to kill yourself. i really hope we don't go that route i'd rather yeah. talk football with you though let's talk football and let's start from the end and let's talk about the championship I was thought we were supposed to start from the front. Mm, okay, yeah. we'll start from the back. Yeah, we'll, we'll start from the back. And let's talk about our championship game, which featured Nick Ruth and Stefan. And congrats to Stefan. He was the first <laughs> league winner in our history. Yeah, super cool. Congrats, man. Yeah, and it's you know kind of fitting. He kind of started, I think, before the season began as kind of the favorite. And he kind of went coast to coast. Um, so kudos to St- Stefan. We're going to look at kind of both teams, and we didn't really get a chance to recap them during uh, the earlier podcast. So let's just kind of start with Nick Ruth. He finished second place, and he was definitely, I think, a favorite going into the season, and he kind of lived up to the expectations, but or minus some disappointing production from some players. So let's look at Nick Ruth's team, and you tell me, Dan, what do you... How are you feeling about it when you look at it? I, I mean, I want to start with the, probably the most important position on the field in the quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is super cool. Is he? Had, yeah, he had Eli retire, which yeah. is one of those different pieces. A little bit of extra faith now put into this Minshew mania guy oh, yeah. that's going to go through with a mustache. Um, my question for you is: is 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 Baker Mayfield going to going to turn around? Dak Prescott, we can leave we can leave on the board. Dak Prescott's the best quarterback on his roster, Bye-bye. period, and mm-hmm. he. he I feel bad for him not getting a major contract. Do you think Baker's going to be able to, to pull it around for him? I mean, yeah, I think so. I mean, the Browns are clearly investing hard in that offense with the Jack Conklin and Austin Hooper, Hooper. signings. You know, that and to go with all the other pieces that they have. Um, if Baker can't succeed with that supporting cast, I don't know what else he wants because are there five better supporting casts when you look at... Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. Yeah, it doesn't I, get much better than that, right? I, you can't think it would. If Baker's just got to put the ball somewhere in the vicinity of those guys and hope to hell that, that it's right there where it needs to be, and life's good. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm expecting Baker to do better. I mean, hopefully he does better than watching Gardner Minshew outscore him. <laughs> than what happened in 2019. Oh, uh, Minshew mania. Um, but no, I'm expecting a turnaround. What about you? How do you? I, I'm very curious if they're going to continue to keep those six assets that you've listed, yeah. or if we're going to watch another one of those pieces, whether it's Njoku or OBJ get moved. Um, 
if if you're Nick, I'm I'm probably sitting here going, I might be liking the fact that I have Gardner Minshew sitting on my roster mm-hmm. better than I like potentially what could happen with Baker Mayfield, and that comes from a guy that owns Austin Hooper. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, quarterback wise, you got to feel good about where you're sitting. You've got Dak Prescott. Far worse, and oh, we're going to yeah. talk about quarterbacks a little bit later. And I think some teams are probably feeling a little bit bad right oh, now. Oh yeah. Uh, running back. Yeah, go ahead. Go running back, man. Running go running back. Nick's got to be a little bit concerned, I think, about this position. Yeah. I mean, Joe Mixon, I'm on board. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals hype. Yep. Joe Burrow's going to come in. I think Mixon is going to be a top 10 running back. I think Nick can count on him to be his stud. But after that, eh. Yeah. I mean, who, who's, I, Devin Singletary right now is number two. Correct. But I don't know if you saw the rumors. Apparently, Melvin Gordon's on their radar. Yeah. Like, it sounds like they want... To run the ball and hey, I don't blame him. You got Josh Allen, you got Singletary did good, and you know they want to maybe go down that route. Yeah. But that if Devin Singletary is your number two, I'm a little concerned. Yeah. Teams love having a one-two punch, and Melvin Gordon's proven that he can be a guy. And if he ends up there, I think Buffalo continues to go through and and run the ball. It helps Josh Allen quite a bit. Oh yeah. I mean, Josh Allen did just get an additional weapon, which we'll we'll talk a little bit a li- little bit about later. <laughs> Next position group. For me. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be – Lamar Miller took a massive hit um, to, to where his oh, role yeah. and responsibilities are. Chris Thompson's going to be non-existent out in Washington. He actually got released. Yeah. And there's rumors maybe of him potentially going to Miami. We'll see what Miami does. Or not Miami or Tampa. Yeah, one but or the other. One of those could be a good fit. But, yeah, I – Damian Williams, I mean, that might actually be – we'll see what they do, but that could be Nick's second-best running back. and. If Williams is healthy, he could do some noise, but I, I think clearly this has to be a concern. Correct. I think that, I think when we look at the overall pieces of Nick's roster, um, it's the weakest link. Yeah, correct. Yes. And then let's just keep going down. We'll talk to wide receivers, and this is probably his bread and butter. Yeah. We look at this. He's got. Let's start. His number one is Mike Evans, and yeah. they just signed Tom Brady. Tom Brady. We'll talk more about that yep. later. Um, Keenan Allen, now that's kind of on the flip side. Who is his quarterback? It's Rod Taylor right now is what they're saying. Well, or will it be a rookie? Yeah, yeah I mean, who knows? But I'm going to talk about that SD yeah. guy that's on his roster, little Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs, I mean, he gets a fun oh. offense now to be oh. in. I'm a little bit concerned that it's going to be one of those situations where it's a better NFL offense than it is a fantasy run offense. You know what I mean? Like, It'll be able to produce for, um, offensively, like in games, but it might not lead to like consistent fantasy production. I see. I guess I can see the consistent fantasy production yeah. in there. I feel that because you're going to use the running game, which is what Buffalo's saying. Hey, this is how we want to play the ball. Very similar to what the Jets want to do with we run first and then yeah. we pass to set that we run to pass. Um, I think you can see Diggs getting his seven to nine, potentially ten targets a game. That's going to have output. I don't think Josh Allen's going to leave him off of the table. I think you're going to watch a young kid find a developmental piece to say, to get a veteran receiver coming and saying, give me the ball. I'm going to make plays happen for you. I think it's going to happen. I think his, I think his floor is higher being in Buffalo than it was being in the Minnesota offense. I buy that. Yep. But I think his, sorry to cut you off. I think his ceiling actually might be a little lower. I think his boom side doesn't happen. Josh Allen yeah. still hasn't broken 300 yards in his career, which is one of those unforgivable. Can we put it on the board? No, for week one? God, it's going to happen, happen week one. Yep, yeah, that'll be that'll go for a couple touchdowns and everything. But 
I think Diggs vastly improves that offense night and day. Oh, I agree. And I think it's... I think Josh Allen's going to learn that this is part of the reason where you have number one wide receivers on teams for a reason, and he just mm-hmm. got his. Well, let's talk about who used to be their old number one. Yeah, their that's, old number one. That's Nick's John Brown. And John Brown was, I mean, I think a revelation for Nick. That was a guy that kind of exceeded expectations. Yep. Um, but now, how does his role look? I mean, you just talked about adding like a number one. He was kind of the de facto number one last year, but now they have Diggs, and he's clearly superior. Is Brown just going to kind of teeter back to relevance, or I, yeah, does he I, still produce, do you think, and be a fantasy viable wide receiver? I think Brown drops, drops from, I think he drops below Diggs, and he drops below Cole Beasley. I think oh, both okay. those guys have better seasons than what John Brown's going to have. I think John Brown does get lost in this muddled mixture yeah. that is going to be this wide receiver core. It's hard to argue with you, especially because I think if those Melvin Gordon rumors are true, mm-hmm. I think they're going to try to be more run-oriented and control the clock, you know, kind of like the mm-hmm. Niners and be that that type of team. The, the John Brown thing hurts because he's not a big receiver. He's yeah. never been a massive receiver. He's a ruling buster. Yeah, correct. Um, and then Curtis Samuel probably rounds out like his top four wide receivers. And I'm kind of excited for Curtis Samuel. I mean, I think um, Cam Newton was obviously hurt last year and the quarterback carousel that they put in was garbage. Mm-hmm. Yep. Teddy Bridgewater, I think, could be successful down there. And I think Curtis Samuel is probably going to benefit from having an accurate passer that yeah. I think Teddy Bridgewater can be. See, and I'm looking at the other guy other than Curtis Samuel. I'm looking at James Washington. Gets Big Ben mm-hmm. back in that That's offense. That Having that helps Juju Smith-Schuster, but I think it also helps the fact that James Washington has proven himself to say, hey, I can do part of these things, and he's going to get a little bit of the target share over there as well. Okay, I can't argue with that. And then we'll end with tight end. Nick's and... favorite position. <laughs> Remember that. It's always exactly. Nick's favorite position. And he made a late-season acquisition yep. for Travis Kelsey. Love and it. Yep. that is going to kind of continue this year when Travis Kelsey is probably the consensus number one tight end going into the, mm-hmm. the season. And he's got depth still at the position. Yeah. I mean, Eric Ebron's a free agent. Jaron Fells. I mean, Deshaun Watson, I don't think has anyone else to throw to Correct. besides Fells. I want to um, talk about the other guy, though. I want to talk about Chris Herndon. Yeah. Chris Herndon, I mean... A lot of buzz for him um, going into last season that unfortunately didn't happen due to injuries and yep. just kind of the New York Jets being dysfunctional. Yep. Um, but he's back. And then I know there's Josh Oliver and Kale Warren. A lot of people like them as sleepers. So maybe the rookies will rebound. Tight ends notoriously take a little bit of time to develop. Shout out to Kevin for... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And uh, Jason Wynn, you know, he's in Las Vegas yeah, now. So yeah, that's playing, playing opposite of Waller, that's going to be a fun offense, That especially now with uh, the pieces we'll get into later with that quarterback situation out there. Yeah, um, but that's, that's a pretty deep tight end position for Nick. I, I think, think he's got to feel good about that. I think overall you've just got to like Nick's team in general. I think yeah. Yeah, looking at the running back position is the area number one. But outside of that, you don't see any massive glaring issues. I think yeah. it's solid all the way around. You understand what you're going to get week after week. You have the ability to be flexible in matchup situations. I mean, this is a team that finished number two for a reason. And I think mm-hmm. a couple of the right moves in the acquisitions, especially with Kelsey, make all the bit of difference. I would absolutely agree. And, I mean, from a draft pick standpoint, I mean, Nick only has two. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And fourth, both in the fourth round, but he's got a complete team. He doesn't have a lot of holes. Um, it'll be interesting. Maybe he turns a wide receiver into a running back or something. Potentially. Like that. Maybe one of his tight ends. I don't know. Um, or, you know, maybe his running backs will find a home, you know. Chris Thompson, maybe he'll come on and sign with a Tampa or Miami or somewhere. Um, And Boston Scott was kind of an interesting, exciting piece for Philadelphia next year. Jordan Howard's gone. Jordan Howard's gone, so we'll see what happens maybe with him and that that team. Yeah. Um, Anything else to add on, Nick, before we move on? I think we should start talking about the champ and give him his uh, his due diligence. And that would be Stefan, you know, Mr... Flash Gordon. Yeah, he gets a custom art made by by a professional designer here, and he goes out and flexes it up and makes a couple other moves to help himself along and mm-hmm. ends up pulling it out when it matters. Absolutely. And instead of starting with quarterbacks, I want to say that. Yeah, last, when absolutely. We, when we talk about Stefan. Let's talk about his bread and butter, and that would oh, have to be his running backs. Yeah. Um, it starts with Nick Chubb. I mean, that's kind of his number one. Surprisingly, yep. wasn't his highest scoring running back. It was actually Leonard Fournette. Yep. But Chubb is the guy. I mean, that's pretty close to a top five, definitely top seven running back in Dynasty. He's as good as it gets. I mean, then you have Josh Jacobs. You know, he was maybe the rookie of the year last year. Yep. Um, he lived up to that draft type for the Oakland Raiders. I want to see him get a little bit more involved in the pass catching game, but you got to be feeling great with what you saw. Um, Leonard Fournette, you know, he health is a concern with him, but he was healthy last year. Yeah, and it was really good. Looking. When Minshew took over, that offense kind of did a 180 and was really, really, really productive. Um, and then we got Melvin Gordon. Where's he going to sign? Oh, man. I, I My my bets are in Miami, but Buffalo's the wild card for me. What Do you do you think Tampa could make a play for him? I think Tampa has the ability to make a play for him, but Tampa's got to unload either Ronald Jones or Peyton Barber first to be yeah. able to make viability, which, ironically enough, Ronald Jones sits on his roster. And, I mean, that's kind of a wild card because if they do sit with Ronald Jones in a Tom Brady-led offense, he's going to be very productive. Fact. Very productive. Yep. Like, that's a minimum flex-worthy player. Yep. So, but he could also be out of a job. Yeah. I mean, he, it's there's it's very boomer bust, but it's a risky player that he can live with, right? Talk about the last guy, though. What's the next name down on the list? Um, Let's talk about... Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard. That's... Interesting. I was kind of surprised when I saw the Miami Dolphins sign him. Um, To me, this is a better version of what Rex Burkhead was to Tom Brady. This is a guy that has the ability to run between the tackles, runs a little bit on the downhill. Not a guy that's going to catch the ball out of the backfield a lot with those things, but he's going to be more effective and more efficient than anything Tom Brady, I think, has had from a running back position in the last couple years. From a running standpoint. Didn't he sign with the Dolphins? Oh, I'm miss, mixing teams up. I'm going to continue to drink. This is brought to you by Door Peninsula Wine. Good talk. Dan's right. already three bottles in. It's okay. It happens to the best of us. But even still, though, your point kind of still stands because the Miami Dolphins running backs sucked balls. That's everyone, the nice way of putting it. Everyone got their hands up in an arm when freaking who was – I don't even remember the running back's name that people were mad um, that Sam sold. I drafted him, actually, in one of the other leagues. Um was it Wilson was his last name? No. I don't even know, and I don't even care. Yeah. It was Mark Walton. Mark Walton. Okay, there you go. W! W. The point is, that course sucked. Yeah. So Jordan Howard could actually be productive. They could also maybe send another running back or maybe draft a running back. Yep. But that's maybe 
a, a position that Jordan Howard could step into and you know produce from a fantasy side of things. I mean, either way, you got to look at Stefan's got five starting running backs on his roster. Absolutely, he's and five solid starting mm-hmm. running backs on his roster. And when running backs get injured, which they always always do, do. he's got depth. I mean, look, Melvin Gordon sat out a few weeks. Yep. Um, I mean, he had Mike Boone, which was a late late acquisition. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latavius Murray was absolutely fantastic spelling. Uh, in New Orleans. Oh, yeah. For Darwin America. Thompson looked really good throughout the year. DeAndre yeah. Washington has – it's a handcuff for him, so it looks good, but yeah. Darwin Thompson did not look good. Mm, okay. Yeah. But Jamal Williams. Yeah. That, I mean, I think everyone wants them to feast on Aaron Jones, but Jamal Williams just comes in and does his job. Well, and LaFleur said they, they even want another back that I they know. want to address, address in, the, in the draft. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? And that's got to be concerning for part of Stefan because what do you need three additional running backs for? Mm-hmm. But Anything on that running back core? I mean, that's probably – if it's not your team, it's got to be his. That's you got it. In all fairness, I, I I think he has the best core in the league. Yeah, I, I moved agree. a couple pieces that say, I hey, agree. this is what it is. He definitely has the best core in the league. Yeah, and that's it. That's going to give him ammo for additional trades, yep. or it's going to be what carries him maybe back to the promised land. Correct. Let's move on to wide receivers, though, and it's kind of the same. Yeah. A lot of deep players. Mm-hmm. It starts with Tyreek Hill. Yep. Um. This time last year, we didn't know if Tyreek Hill was going to be playing football because there was a video. Or, he made uh, some bad decisions in life. And uh, someone recorded video or <laughs> sound bites, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, he's back and he's right in the neighborhood of a top five, top ten yep. dynasty wide receiver. Yep. After that, we have um, Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. And he blew the fuck up yep. at the wide receiver position. Um, Talk about the other guy in his roster that blew the fuck up. Uh, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker. I mean, he. It, it only took five years, but he is back and he, he is did producing. it. He did it. The Dolphins signed him to a very long extension, and I don't know who's going to be throwing in the ball if it's going to be Fitzpatrick or if it's going to be a rookie, but he looked good last year, and yeah. that's kind of came out of nowhere for Stefan. Yeah. Um, Brandon Cooks. So Cooks would be another good player to mention. But he also had a lot of concussions last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's. That's kind of worrisome, you know. Concussions are nothing to fuck around no. with, and we've seen a lot of players retire early this Correct. this year. I mean, we saw Luke Keekley retire yep. with citing concussions as a big issue. Yep. So that is something to monitor. Um, but then Alan Lazard, you know, he kind of came on for the Packers as their only pass catching option outside yeah. of Devontae Adams. Um, Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd is Terrell Williams. He got injured, but he is someone a lot of people like. Um, Golden Tate's kind yeah, of old Golden reliable Tate. down there. Um, it's just an all-around really strong wide receiver core. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can't be upset with anything that's on the roster. No, absolutely not. And for tight ends, I mean, Stefan made a big move for Zach Ertz um, prior to last season. Mm-hmm. And Ertz, he was kind of ho-hum, but he was still an elite tight end. Yeah. He still got the job done. I think he played a role in um, Stefan's playoff run, you know, yep. producing for him. Um, I know a lot of people want to jump on the next guy up, Dallas Goddard, but Zach Ertz is still the man mm-hmm. and still will be this year, in my opinion. Um, Jimmy Graham. Just Old man Graham. Signed with the Bears. Oh, Let's skip that name. Let's go to David yeah. Njoku, though, because how does that eat into his target share? Well, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, uh, what's the Browns coach was in, what's the guy's name? 
I don't know. It's not Freddie Kitchens was a fat bastard that yeah. left. It's like Wesnowski. 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 From Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yes. Anyways, he's from Minneapolis, and that is a team that loves to run the two tight end sets, yep. you know, gets them involved. So I think even if Hooper is the de facto number one, I think Najoku can still maybe be viable. He's also insanely young. Um, but you got to also be a little Super concerned <laughs> because he was, it's Kevin Stefanoski. Oh, okay. Stefanoski, Stefanoski. Yeah, but it's got to be concerned. I remember last year towards the end, Najoku was like a healthy scratch. So I'm wondering if there's some friction going on, if we're going to see maybe a surprise trade. Or yeah. maybe he's just a head case that just doesn't fit yeah. for this team. I, I mean, Njoku came out and said, hey, you know, Hooper's here to make me better. I'm here to make him better. I I mean, again, the additional weapons that you can give Baker Mayfield, just you hope and pray that, that they're the right decisions to make. And Joku's yeah. a freak of an athlete. Mm-hmm. Hell, I, what is he, like 6'7 or something like that? that just a right. massive body. Um, if he can catch, it's great. And, yeah. Hooper, and Hooper was king of possessions. Had like mm-hmm. one or anywhere one, two, or three drop passes the entire year last year, which is awesome from a tight end position. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to kind of like some of the options at tight end. It's not as deep or as crazy as you want it to be. But at you also have a day, top five tight end. Exactly, he's got a top five tight end in a tight end premium league. Zacherts is still going to produce. Um, some of the depth pieces have question marks, but Zacherts is going to cover those those glaring weaknesses. Yep. And then we'll get to the quarterback position, yeah. and this might be where Stefan maybe is a little concerned. Ishy, yeah, um, ishy, yeah. I mean, I guess Tom Brady's got to be his number one. Um, Tom Brady is, you know, also, what, 42 years old? Um, and we see that, or actually, he's going to be 43 years old when the season starts. Starts, yep. Um, father time is undefeated. Um, I know the Buccaneers have a great offense, and yeah. I think he'll be good, but it'll just be interesting to see what happens, because at some point, Tom Brady is going to lose it. Will it be this year? Will it be seven years from now? I don't know, but what, I, do you have a prediction on what to expect for Tom Brady this year? You've got to feel good. I this I look at this as it's it's you have to run the set to give Tom Brady a, a piece where he's not going to be focused on. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of weapons between Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, um, OJ Howard at the tight end position. Maybe this gives OJ Howard relevancy now in, okay. in part of this world. But Tom Brady has a lot of weapons that he has out there. Absolutely. You could almost make an argument that he has two of the best receivers that he's ever played with right now in his career. Randy Moss was great at, at when he was playing with, with Tom Brady, but you're giving him Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? Mm-hmm. You can't ask for much more than that. For and a guy that's, that they might bring in Antonio Brown. Yeah, I mean, that could be an absolutely crazy offense. You've got to feel good about just being a Tom Brady order. Exactly. Even if it's just on a hope and a prayer that Father Time doesn't hit him this year. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I think for Stefan's team, he's a win-now team. Yep. You're not going to be moving Tom Brady. Nope. You're going to be riding and die with him. Yep, you, you let and him pass out in your, on your roster. Exactly. He's going to either be a top-10 quarterback for you or he's going to be yep. a bottom-five Peyton Manning ass throwing ducks and yep. failing you. But that, you're going to ride and die with that. I, th- I think the guy that gets a rebound year this year is Jared Goff. That's, I mean, that whole offense, or that whole team, unfortunately, was disappointing this Correct. year. Um, McVay was... He had a lot of praise coming into the year, and has he been figured out? Has Jared Goff been figured out? I don't know. I think um, he just pooped himself. I think that whole, they got so high and mighty on what they did and accomplished yeah. that they wrote it and thought they could do the same thing and nobody would change what they were doing against them, and they just pooped. 
and that's all it is. I think I don't think Jared Goff has any lower that he can go through in a season. I think Jared Goff has nothing but I think Jared Goff hit his floor. Yeah. So to speak. It'll be interesting. I mean, at the end of the day, this Rams off or Rams team, I think, has made some unique decisions. Yes. They kind of rushed into signing Gurley, and now they just literally yeah. released him. Today. There goes Gurley. Um, Jared Goff. You know, they at the time they made him the the highest paid quarterback in the league, yep. and then he proceeds to follow that up with this year, and that was a disappointing year. Maybe it is his floor, or maybe it's a sign of things to come. Um, Brandon Cooks is we talked about yep. earlier. You know, he's got those injuries. And the offensive line, I think, is what really messed Correct. up that team. Yes. So I know they've been in a little bit of cap hell, and that's why they had to release mm-hmm. early and do some of these moves. But if they may, can maybe address that, maybe we'll see the team rebound. I don't know. Um, I would be – I guess if he's your second quarterback, I mean, it's okay. But let's talk about his third quarterback, and that's – The guy without a job? Jacoby Brissett, the guy that's holding the clipboard right now for Phil, Phil Rivers. Rivers. Um, he, I, I think Brissett maybe at the start of the year came in hot and I think exceeded expectations. You know, the Colts were, what was it? They were like six and two. They like beat the Chiefs and everyone mm-hmm. was like, oh, this, yep, is, the this team. is real. This yeah. is the team. And then Brissett like got injured, came back and just was never the same. Um, and now he's out of a job. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll get traded. Maybe he'll get released. Maybe he'll just ride the the bench and you know be an indie for the next year i don't know but um all that matters right now is for fantasy and stefan only has two starting quarterbacks and one of them i mean both of them at least you'd be a little bit concerned about either in the short term or the long term so i think if you're stefan i mean i could see that this is probably a a spot that you want to address in some shape Mm -hmm. and form um or you could roll the dice and hope that you know Brady and Goff jil- deliver for you, but that's definitely I think his weakest position. Yeah, I, I, he has the tools and resources to address the situation yeah. if he needs to. It's how aggressively exactly. he addresses the situation that's going to be there, and it's does somebody pick upon the fact that he has all the additional resources to spend coming off of a championship run that would make it a little bit better for him. If he sticks to his guns, I think he's got another super decent, very well-rounded team. When you look at a full-blown perspective, Tom Brady's good for, what was his contract, two years? Two years, I believe. Two years. Um, so you got to like where you're at. But I would be very curious if Jacoby Brissett doesn't end up with potentially another team to maybe give him an option. The one team that could potentially look at him is New England. And it's it's a who-knows kind of situation. But you've got to like where you're sitting if you're Stefan. Right, there are definitely worse positions to be in than Stefan's spot. Definitely worse teams to be in than Stefan's mm-hmm. spot. Exactly. I mean, Stefan, too, also doesn't have... He has one draft pick this year. Yeah. It's uh, pick 11 in the fourth round. Um, but Stefan's got a complete team. You know, outside of either getting maybe an upgrade at a quarterback or just yep. a third quarterback in general, there's not a lot of holes. Yep. Um, Stefan, I mean, is if the running backs stay healthy, Stefan will be... Uh, you know. He's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Exactly. Running backs take care of take care of business, especially in the trenches. Hundred percent. Yeah. First year overall. Just your initial thoughts off the spur, because I know this wasn't part of our yeah. our agenda. There. What did you think? Well rounded. I, I thought it was well rounded. I was glad to see the, all the participation um, throughout the league. I think everyone was kind of aggressive in their own unique way with the approach they wanted to take their team. 
um, contending or rebuilding. Um, we obviously had an owner change, yep. but I think Armand came in, Armand, and did uh, um, you know some good moves, and I think he's training in the right direction. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm kind of just waiting. I feel like we're all just waiting for the floodgates to open with a move or two to kind of get the league up and going. And I know right now there's a little bit of unknown with free agency going on and you know some of that uncertainty with who's going to be where, where are people going to sign, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm pretty excited, pretty happy with the league, and I I had a fun, fun year. So Yeah, I think overall it was extremely well-rounded. A lot of laughs along the ways, a lot of growing pieces with some of the initial movement that got made into more advanced movement as players begin to understand the different pieces and the dynamics yes. that is a dynasty league. Um, had your first champion, had your first first loser, um, which we'll, we'll go through and cover here as before we transition to the free agency piece, which I think a lot of people are going to look at yep. right now as we get ready to move into the draft and who needs to panic in some situations with, you know, do you end up with both Tennessee Titan quarterbacks again on your roster or, or where it ends up? But uh, so the question I'll ask you before we transition to that is 30 over under for the ACT score. That needs to be taken once uh, once we cure everybody the coronas. Um, I th- He's going to be a doctor. I think he'll get under just because I think the ACT has a lot of bullshit on it that has sailed out of many of our brains. So we need to go to the SAT is what you're telling me? <laughs> he has to take the MCAT. He has to take the MCAT, yeah. <laughs> no, no I, wouldn't, I wouldn't put him through that. Um, I, I will take the under on that. I think the under is a good bet. It's, I I think he's very talented. I think he'll do all right in the science portion of that. <laughs> I would hope. But when we get to the uh, reading and uh, other pieces of the the quiz, yeah, to hell with those. <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Um, all right, so let's move on to free agency. Yeah, it's and been a fun fun start. Yeah, I guess should we just start with quarterbacks? Might as well. That's probably the biggest place to start yeah, with. And, I mean, we saw. Let's let's see if I can recap them all. Yep. Tom Brady's in Tampa. In Tampa. Cam Noon is out of Carolina, and Teddy Bridgewater is the new quarterback. Yep, he's in. Kyle Allen did re-sign there, too. Not yep. that that makes it any irrelevancy, but yep. it's Nick, competition. Nick Foles is now in Chicago. Yep, fighting with Mitchell Trubisky for a job. Phillip Rivers is now in Indianapolis. Which, that job's his. Mm-hmm. And New England has Jared Stidham. Stidham, yep. Or maybe someone or else. Or a rookie. Um, There's one other one you're missing. Which one? It's just got a brand new team. In Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Marcus Mariota is now in Las Vegas backing up or maybe competing with Derek Carr. Uh, is Derek Carr going to be there? Maybe. This could. This is where life gets interesting. I think this has been a really fun and exciting start to free agency. We've seen a lot of movement prior to, I think, more than we have in previous years, prior to where we're seeing um, – uh, the draft, the draft happen, yep. as well as um, putting your franchise tags on people. Mm-hmm. This has been super fun. Oh yeah, and I mean, let's talk about. We had Andy Dalton right now is he potentially he out of a job, traded, but yep. now he's still on Cincinnati, and everyone knows they're going to be taking Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Jameis Winston is unsigned. Good job. Miami's is yeah. reportedly able to seek a trade. Yep, Miami situation is very fluid. Yeah, and I think you, when you look at teams that could be interested, I mean, New England we talk about, mm-hmm. maybe they could have an interest in one of these quarterbacks. Absolutely. I mean, Miami, maybe. Yep. 
Washington? San Diego. San Diego, yes, absolutely. Or LA, I'm sorry, that's my apologies. It's the Los Angeles Chargers. Exactly. Yes. Um and we won't even get into the Rams logo on this on this podcast. But yeah, I mean you yeah, can definitely look at um and, and a, then it's maybe a backup role, or maybe it's waiting until August until Joe Blow tears their ACL no. or something. You know, a I, bad injury happens. I mean, the Lions went through and secured Chase Daniel to back up Matthew Stafford. There was a lot of talk that Matthew Stafford wasn't going to be there. Yep. A lot of interesting pieces. I mean, Darius Slay gets moved, and understanding that, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a defensive guy, but that taking big play Slay out of the NFC North and moving him elsewhere makes it a little bit more interesting. Yeah, and I mean, let's talk about like kind of those quarterback, you know, changes. Um, I mean, I look at Steve's team. Yep. Steve right now is looking at Andy Dalton. Yep. Potentially not Doesn't have a job. Seamus Winston doesn't have a job. job. But Matt Ryan does, so that's good. For but, how long? Yeah, so I mean, Steve right now I think is the biggest loser at the quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Um, let's bring up Sam and the fact... He might have just lucked into another backdoor. Yeah, it blows my mind. With Tyrod Taylor. Yep. Um, but we'll see. I mean, I feel like they've got to draft a rookie, right? You got to figure that, regardless of what happens with Tyrod Taylor and yeah. the LA offense, mm-hmm. Sam's got Sam's very well set up to end up with at least two oh, yeah. of the new rookie quarterbacks that are coming out here. Yeah, I mean, we all know he's taking Burrow. That's hundred percent happening. But then, yeah, well, so we think. We don't think Sam's that dumb, but Sam has to take the ACT to prove us elsewise. Uh huh. Yeah, and then does he maybe get to a Herbert Love? Oh, Herbert Love. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting pieces on the board, Mm -hmm. and where those pieces end up, or when they end up there, because who knows what's going to happen with Mm -hmm. the draft's future. That I think that becomes a more interesting piece. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's does New England. You don't watch New England do too much from a, from a draft perspective. Do they find a way up in the draft to mm-hmm. acquire some of these younger, I, what could be arguably made as one of the better quarterback classes we've seen? I, I Yeah, I think it's a very strong quarterback class. I, mean, I, think, I, I think potentially you, three going in the top seven. Seven, yep. Mm-hmm. And then very deep wide receiver route, which is why I don't think we've seen a lot of wide receivers being moved thus far. Because no, no, the wide receiver piece is great. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we move on, yeah. I want to talk about one more team with quarterbacks. That's, yeah, let's give a shout out to your old man. Oh yeah, right now he might have five starting quarterbacks. When he when he had almost nothing to start yeah, off he's with. Got yeah, Derek Carr, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Nick Foles, Ben Roethlisberger, and Jared Stidham. Yeah, Big Ben obviously is the only one you feel guaranteed. 100% yes, hundred percent. And you're like, yep. this guy, as long as he's healthy, he's yep. going to be a top fifteen-ish quarterback. Easy. Correct. Other ones, I mean, at least they're starters, and we know that starting quarterbacks are insanely valuable yep. in this league. And it doesn't matter if they're shit or if they're amazing. Yeah. They are worth a lot. And right now, Jerry has five. Yeah. Which so is crazy. So if you're sitting in Jerry's spot right here, uh-huh. which quarterback are you hoping and praying with their situation that they end up starting for their respective team? I mean, you got to hope Derek Carr keeps his spot. Yeah. I mean, that. Oakland offense, I think, is on the rise. I think we yep. talked about those wide receivers. Yep. I think they are going to take a wide receiver in the mm-hmm. first two rounds, and probably, you know, that'll be a, a great player for yep. them. Um, I mean, and let's talk about Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He was really damn good for the Dolphins. And Jerry, I think, definitely wants to contend. You know, he's kind of taken the scenic route to get there, but I think yeah. he's definitely on that path. 
And I think if Fitzpatrick, for whatever reason, does keep the job for another year, he produced well last year, and that can be a boom when you get a healthy Big Ben back and maybe Derek Carr as well. I mean, that's a solid three-quarterback yep. rotation. Yeah. And, and Folds obviously is in Chicago, and the Bears haven't had a real quarterback in three years. So Ish, yeah. maybe Foles can come in and do something because I think Nagy is just begging for someone to be decent, and I mm-hmm. think Nick Foles can do that. So, And who knows, maybe Jared Stidham's the next Tom Brady. <laughs> I, I mean, who knows? And it, I think Jerry's got, again, it's a lot of upside fatality, but it's a very low floor. Yes. Each of those, each of those individuals we just talked about, could not be starting week one. Uh, yeah, I think Jerry's hoping that Miami says, "Hey, I'm going to take Tua. This is the guy I want. He's got to recover a little bit more to make sure we're in good place." Jerry gets at least eight weeks out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah. Derek Carr keeps his job. Marcus Mariota flops, mm-hmm. and they they use him like a a Taysom Hill role. Where where Carr still a job, but you try and incorporate those different pieces, and he. And you hope that Mitchell Trubisky continues to to suck eggs and shit bricks, and 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 you end up backdooring yourself into something. It's it's an interesting upside, but you can't feel great about it. Yeah. But it's As, it's been fun. It's oh, been yeah. a good start. And and I'm sorry if we we didn't even talk about the most craziest thing. Go ahead. DeAndre Hopkins got traded Jesus. for David Johnson and. What, a second-round pick or something? Yeah, it was. So Johnson and a fourth went out to get Hopkins a second and a fourth. And then we watched Diggs go for at least a first. Yeah. Was Bill O'Brien high, drunk, or just out of his batshit in mind? Maybe the Cardinals have, like, compromising pictures of Bill O'Brien's wife or something. I've never seen his wife, but maybe they have compromising pictures of Bill O'Brien. Of his butt chin or something. I don't know. I, that that but blows that, my mind. that kind of just kick started free agency, and I can't yep. believe that was Monday <laughs> that happened. So, um, so are you happier if you're a Kyler Murray owner or a DeAndre Hopkins owner? Oh, definitely a Kyler Murray. Yeah, I think I that offense. Give me all the Arizona Cardinals that I could get. I'm all in on Kyler Murray. I have been for over a year now, and I think moving David Johnson. I don't know why anyone would trade for him. We saw. <laughs> We'll talk about bad. Todd Gurley. Yeah. Todd Gurley was released. Yep. Someone traded for David Johnson. Yeah. That blows my mind. But, yeah, bringing in DeAndre Hopkins, I think he's going to get his. I mean, Christian Kirk is still exciting. Larry Fitzgerald's old reliable. They uh, drafted Andy Isabella and mm-hmm. King Butler. Who knows what they can do. But that's an, And they brought back Kenyon Drake. Yeah, Kenyon Drake. I, I mean, was going to say we got to talk about him maybe a couple seconds. Yeah, I mean, that team is, I think, on the – the upswing. It's going to be, I think, an exciting offense. And Cliff Kinsbury, I think, he had a little bit of growing pains to start, yep. but I think Kyler Murray exceeded expectations. He finished yep. top eight quarterback. Somewhere right around there. He's going to be, he's he's Baker Mayfield this year. He's going to be, if. Oh, you mean he's going to flop at no, 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 Oh, I mean, okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean, Baker Mayfield this time last year, everyone's like, is this the quarterback two, quarterback yep. three? It obviously didn't work out, but Kyler Murray, I mean, for redraft leagues, for new dynasty leagues, he's going to be going insanely high. And at least right now, it's justified. Yeah, when I, games I, are played, whenever they are this year, hopefully, yeah, eventually, they will see what he does. But I, yeah, I think I agree. I think you've got to be happy if you're a Kyler Murray fan. I, I don't think you lose much production value off of DeAndre Hopkins. Do I think you're over 100 catches with some of the additional weapons there? I think you're pushing it. I don't think you're over 100. I think you might be in the upper 80s, lower 90s portion of it. Yeah. Um, 
but you've got to feel good. I think Kenyon Drake is the the piece that I really get excited about in that oh, offense. Coming back, he had a great rest of the year. Chase Edmonds is going to be a great spell for part of that. They are two different backs with that. Um, and he played himself into, into a little bit of money. Life's, life's got to be good, and you got to be happy about that. The, the question is, is it's a sophomore year. Do you see a slump where these guys now start playing yeah, into Yeah, I, I made the Baker Mayfield comparison. I mean, does that happen? You know, yep. Hopefully not, for my sake, because I... Yeah. I have a lot at stake with Kelly Murray, but it could happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that I still that DeAndre if that DeAndre Hopkins trade happened. DeAndre Hopkins went for what four first in our league. Sam traded him to Zane. It was an ass, and I am yeah. Guess. Like it just this would get vetoed in our league, and this happened in the NFL. It that blows my mind, yeah, really especially just, when you saw Diggs get traded. Yeah, for a first... 36 uh, hours later. Yep. I, it just makes me realize that I can be a better GM than Bill O'Brien. Yeah, I agree. Probably look better and I have more hair. So, um, but I mean, but really though, that's the only wide receiver that's also been moved too. There hasn't really any any other big name with it. And again, I, I mean, think it's well, because it's how deep Amari it is. Cooper, he resigned. He resigned, but... But no, I mean, but you're got right. paid. He got paid. I mean, we're still waiting for Robbie Anderson. You know, where is he yep. going to go? Um that's interesting. Um, running back, so let's just talk about them real quick. Yeah. Todd Gurley. Just Todd Gurley, released. gone. Devontae Freeman was gone. also released this year. No one signed Melvin Gordon yet. Yet. I think that's the he's intriguing gonna get signed. Yeah. You know he's going to get signed. But Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's been signed. Miami, not Tampa. <laughs> Figuring it out. Baby steps. But, I mean, it's interesting. I mean, Todd Gurley. Kevin has him right now. Yep. I mean... You can't think, be feeling good. You can't be feeling good, but do you think, I mean, does it just depend where Todd Gurley lands? I mean, can Todd Gurley still be a fantasy viable player, or is his days really, really, really numbered? I don't think Todd Gurley's a one. I think the... Oh, the, wait, I'm going to say a better idea. Yeah. Right next year, David Johnson or Todd Gurley, who would you rather have? Can I get the coronavirus instead? No. Um, I'll take David Johnson. Okay. I mean, given the offense, I yep. probably would too. And he actually has a uh, – he's on a team right now. I mean, I mean, I even know, when I you think – even when I go through and I piece the different pieces, the different teams that potentially need a running back, mm-hmm. I don't like any other situation any better for Todd Gurley than I do that David Johnson's on the Texans. Yeah. I think David Johnson has a bigger upside and he doesn't – yeah, he has some of the injury pieces that go with well, it. Well, let's say what if – Todd Gurley lands with Ares, or excuse me, Atlanta or Tampa Bay. Still like you David still take Johnson. David Johnson. I think if he lands in Atlanta, I would take uh, Todd Gurley over him. Tampa, I don't know, but Atlanta, I would. I, my hard part in Atlanta is the offensive line isn't as strong as it needs to be, where he's been playing behind, and Matt Ryan is pretty much a gunslinger mm-hmm. which helps in garbage time and yes garbage time is a very valuable and reliable piece in fantasy sports yeah. but if that's down Todd Gurley's not a he's hasn't been as big of a pass catcher over the last couple of years as he used to be no he is not and I think when you look at a guy like but Edo David Smith, Smith, he looks slow as shit. Oh, I'm not, trust me, we're we're basically yeah. saying, would you rather eat the rotten apple or the rotten orange? Either way, it's still bucking. So okay, bad. what about this? Do you think either of them will be a top thirty running back next year? Yes, top thirty because we're going so okay, big. Top, top twenty? No, top twenty-five. Johnson, yes. Gurley, no. Top twenty. 
Neither. Okay. So you don't think so? They're best case. They're both flex scenario. Or flex At options. most, yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. How about this? Todd Gurley, David Johnson, Jordan Howard. Howard all day. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't think there's even a hesitation. Right. Howard. Howard has the ability to take a lot of the pieces. There, Miami's doing a lot of the interesting things more on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, not having Larry McTunsil there kind of kind of hurts a little bit. Again, it's David Johnson yep. pro for part yep. of it. Um, I still think David Johnson or, or Jordan Howard is better than Johnson and Gurley from a health perspective, regardless of how much he sat out in Philadelphia, which is their way of basically saying we don't have to give Chicago as high of a draft pick as we need to. Yeah. Well played. Mm-hmm. Well, let's also talk about Melvin. Yep. He was probably the, he was the top running back, I think, in this free agency class. Yeah. Um, he's still unsigned. How are you feeling about him? I mean, how Stefan? How should Stefan be feeling with this? Is it just wait and see mode? I think it's wait and see mode. I think okay. you want to see a part of the other pieces fall. I think I think a lot of people are maybe a little nervous with the fact that he held out mm-hmm. um, and did part of that, but at the same point in time. He's had a couple injury pieces to it, but the kids look damn good. The kid, the kid's produced. Mm-hmm. He has the ability to catch the ball. He has the ability to run between the tackles. And he's, he's produced a, with a shit offensive line. Correct. That's the other piece that goes with mm-hmm. it. If you look at a team like Tampa Bay, you look at a team like Buffalo, you look at a team at Atlanta. Again, Buffalo is probably the ideal situation where Melvin Gordon says, "Yeah, I get it. It's going to be a little bit colder up there rather than playing with in a Josh dome in Allen. Atlanta." But I have a better offense. I have a better offensive line. A running quarterback. We know that how much that benefits oh, running backs. Yep. You've got to like your your options for part of it. I think so. Is the what if mm-hmm. worst case scenario? Yep. He signs like a one year deal with the Packers. You can't feel good if you're if you're a Melvin who, Gordon who, owner. Who feels worse, Melvin Gordon or owners or Aaron? Jones? Aaron Jones owners, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think if you're going to sign a guy like Melvin Gordon, you have a guy that you think can take over the workload, and he doesn't have the ability to. You've got to feel like absolute shit. Yeah, I mean that's basically saying, hey, if you're LeBron James, you're going to sign, you know, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan ahead of you. You don't feel good when they play arguably one of the same positions you do. Yeah, you just don't feel good about where you sit, and the faith that gets brought into you. So let's talk about. There's still a lot of free agents left. A lot of free agents left. Yeah, Um, and you mentioned the wide receiver jam. I think that there's a few out there that are still waiting. I mean, Robbie Anderson is probably Mm -hmm. number one. Yep. Um, But then we have, I mean, Antonio Brown. Is he gonna? Is he gonna come back? I'd rather talk about how much bullshit Randall Cobb got paid being in his offensive mm-hmm. strategy than about what the fact that Antonio Brown's still out there. Well, but he's still a name. He is. And, and there's still you know, teams that could potentially correct. utilize yep. him. I mean, Brashad Perriman, he was very yeah. interesting in Tampa Bay yeah. last year. Um, Would you rather have Brashad Perriman or Antonio Brown playing on Tampa Bay? Um, probably Antonio Brown. It's okay. better. Okay. I, I would take Brashad Perriman. Role player. Doesn't need to be the big name. Yeah, but Antonio, I, yeah, I guess I get that, but I feel like Antonio Brown, he would be their, the best wide receiver on the Buccaneers. Do you think he would be better than Mike Evans and Chris Godwin? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, if we just look at just like them playing, like just their on-field abilities, yep. I think the only wide receivers I'd take over Antonio Brown would be 
DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. Devontae Adams. Maybe Devontae Adams. I think that's it. I think that's the list. But when you factor in everything else, is he going to bitch at Tom after the game because Chris Godwin went for six and 220 and he had four and 80 right maybe that could be a thing um i also forgot emmanuel sanders he's still out there that's a big name that's a big one um he's not a wide receiver but eric ebron he's you gotta view those guys as a wide receiver um so there's just a lot of interesting playmakers out there that you wonder are they going to be signed before the draft or are these teams going to wait to see this historically deep wide receiver class and see do they get a Jerry Judy, a C.D. Lamb, or you know a Justin Jefferson, or the list goes on and on and on. Yeah, and I think that becomes a fun piece. If I had to bet on part of it, mm-hmm. Ebron goes signed. You'll watch Robbie Anderson wait until the draft happens. So who would you rather have between Anderson and Emmanuel Sanders? Anderson. Okay. I had you. Yeah, I, Sanders is interesting though because he's the type of guy I could see sign a one-year deal for like the mm-hmm. New Orleans Saints. Yep. Like New Orleans Saints, I think it's there's a lot of um, interesting spots for wide receivers that could immediately step in and just be insanely viable. Yep. I think the Saints are one. The Texans are not one of them. It'll be yep. interesting to see if any of these teams get involved in any of these free agents. Because they could step in and Emmanuel Sanders could be a top 20 wide receiver. Yeah, I think the thing that helps Emmanuel Sanders is he understands his role. Right. Robbie Anderson wants to be the the man in his mm-hmm. offense, which is the Antonio Brown piece for me. Understanding, depending on your situation, where you go into, that helps make the determination whether you're going to be a damn good player mm-hmm. or you're going to be a consistent player yeah. or you're going to be shit. So I... It's going to be a fun little bit here. I want to see when the draft happens. I want to see where all these pieces play into from an offensive tackle perspective. You've got to feel good about all the offensive pieces that are coming into certain lines Mm -hmm. to help running games. Um, Defensive players that are coming into um, where some of these quarterback pieces finish on, where some of the wide receivers would end up, where these big-name two running backs go. Um I think those are the big pieces. I think the only position that doesn't have a whole lot of craziness to it or that hasn't been resolved is tight ends. It's right. just Ebron. Hooper's already landed. Mm-hmm. Um, old man Graham's already been, been gotten his place. Greg Olson's found his landing zone. I think the tight end position's almost finalized. I was going to say, I think it's only Delaney Walker. Delaney Walker, which the rumors are. Um, who did I hear? This is where... You know, podcasting after drinking really kind of sucks with part of it. I don't remember, but there were a couple rumors that had Delaney Walker wrapped up in those. Thank you for taking the time to type on your computer as I ran. Yeah, I mean, it looks like Washington is interested now, Washington, along with well, Indianapolis but, yeah. and maybe even Green Bay. Green Bay. So Green Bay was the one I was thinking. All of, three yeah. of those, well, particularly Green Bay, that would be a great spot. Yep. Um, but Indianapolis and even Washington could. Um, yeah, no Jordan Reed. He's done. Mm-hmm. Concussions right back to where we started. Full exactly, circle. Yeah. Um, Anything else with free agency that we want to talk about? Um, no, I think it's going to be interesting to see how many pieces in our league get moved prior to the draft. I think there's a lot of people that could hedge bets prior to the draft, but there's a lot of pieces that would be interesting to see what happens after the draft with how much value they have now and would their value increase or decrease based upon the movements that happen. That's the interesting thing because the draft is always – we think that – you know, look at my team. Yep. Daryl Henderson. Yep. Bel- or 
Todd Gurley just got released. Yeah. You know, the running back position for the Rams is open now, and it's a fair, you know, who's going to be that person? Daryl Henderson was a, t- a guy that the Rams traded up for. You know, they wanted him in the, I think, early third round, and they moved up and they got him. Is he now going to be their starting running back? Yeah. I, I could be like, oh, yep, for sure, and pass on you wanting to trade me Tyler Boyd. I don't fucking yep, know. Anything, yeah. Let's say like that. Um, and who knows, like uh, two months from now when the draft plays out, maybe they draft DeAndre Swift in the second round, and I'm fucking out of luck. Yeah. So, it's... I mean, it's it's all a crapshoot, and you're kind of playing like that um, deer in the headlights, you know, ch- game of chicken with yourself and other people in the league on how is this all going to resolve. Um, there's no right way to do it. Like, I can't yeah. tell you to wait for the rookie draft because you might fuck yourself. Look, look at Darius Geis. Mm-hmm. He's a, probably the prime example that I've lived through in a couple different leagues. Right. You go through, you hedge all your bets, you, you field trade offers, you say, hey, it's not worth his value. Darius Geis played not a whole lot of games this year. Right. Damn it. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is. But I think if you continue to have your conversations, you continue to iron out your pieces – this is probably the only time where I think you have the ability to play hunches more than you do in season. Exactly. Yeah, you can definitely, this is where you can buy low, yep. buy high, or sell high and yeah. sell low, or whatever the situation. You. This is where, I mean, I got, I look at, not to pick on um, Adam, I mean, I got Mark Andrews as kind of yep. like a throw-in on a deal, and I didn't, of course, expect yep. him to become a top three almost tight end, but yep. it happens. Um so yeah, it, these are where hunches mm-hmm. and reading one random article while you're sitting on the toilet mm-hmm. could pay off. Yeah, I mean Drew Brees could have easily retired at the end of the year, and I would be I would be out whatever I had given up for you know for the piece, and yeah. we kind of go from there. I, you don't know, no. and that's where this is the cool part about fantasy is it's 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 a fluid piece, but from a year over year perspective, you have a lot of norms that you get to live by. Yep. Um, all right, well, as we're winding down, let's you know kind of just continue talking or just end up uh, talking about potential rule changes. Changes, yeah. I made a post, you know, just to, just want to remind people how I want to do rule changes. I don't like texting, you know, in group chats. Nope. People aren't around their phone twenty four seven. So how I always do it, I do it in a differently, and I think it's very, you know, successful. Yes, just, it makes it more fun for everyone involved. You post what you want, you know, what changes. I kind of make a running list. We haven't actually gotten many, so if you have any ideas, please add them. But then I'm going to set up a Google Hangout call for whoever can be I don't there. think Hangouts exist anymore. We might be finding a new platform. I think they shut Google Hangouts down. Fuck. Well, not, to we'll be, not to be the random guy Skype of bullshit information. Yeah. We'll find some, like, uh, I think Slack has it. Slack has a couple so with that. We'll I, think, find I actually think Discord has part of it as well. Beautiful. There's options. So we'll set up some video conference thing and talk about however if we have one rule yep. or we have 20 rules. Yep. And I'm going to be like, it's at April 3rd at 7 o'clock. Yep. If you can if make you it, either, awesome. make it. And if it's just me, Dan, and Zane, yeah. and then me, Dan, and Zane are going to decide all 20 rules. Which means night. Zane and I, we're on the same team against Nick. <laughs> this, is where, this is where power happens against the, against the peoples. But it's just easier. That way yeah. you can get free-flowing conversations. Yep. You can kind of convince people why we need to remove defenses or blah, 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 yeah. whatever the rule is. Um, I think right now... Yeah, what are the things we've talked about? um, Let's see. We've had proposals for carrying over a free agent auction budget. We've had proposals for um, kind of divisions as a whole. And do we want to adjust those? We've had proposals for how we determine the playoffs. I mean, I think... Did I miss? Those are the only... I think those are the only three that have been brought up. Just, you know, 
you know, do we go through and is it one and one or is it three and, you know, one, one and then victory points afterwards or three and three as we sit? Carry over Fab. Yep, for the playoffs. Carry over Fab is an interesting topic to talk about Mm -hmm. um, with it. And then it's just, you know, do we, if teams are going to tank in part of those, does it jack up divisions? Can you realign them and make them fair for the teams that are playing on the more difficult side? I think everything has a great point, but a, but could potentially have a stronger counterpoint. There's always is. And at the end of the day, this league, we're always going to be an advocate yep. for making changes. You know, we're not going to shy away from things. This is a dynasty, so we can't just willy-nilly change yep. everything. Everything's a year but in advance. Ex- for most rules, Absolutely. So, but you know what's great about all this, right? What's that? So, league changes their opinions. You know what opinions are like? They're like assholes. Everybody has them. Ninety-five percent of them stink, and you don't ever want to get caught inside of one. On that note, it's great being back, everyone. Yeah, and man. can't wait for football to continue. And hopefully, we'll try to keep doing this podcast on a semi-regular basis, yeah. especially with all of us doing our quarantining and social distancing. You got it, man. Wash your hands. Wash your butt. Adios, people. <laughs>